Is your relationship thriving or struggling right now? Or maybe somewhere in the middle? And either ways, you can benefit highly from listening to this episode. Welcome to episode number 13 of Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today, we're resuming our relationship mini-series, and the topic of today is why some couples are struggling and others thriving right now amidst all this chaos happening in the world. So before we begin, I want to personally invite you to the relationship training series that I am going to be doing. It starts on June 15th. And the reason I decided to do that is because a lot of relationships are struggling right now, and I have the ability to help. And what we're going to cover in the training series is five skills to improve your romantic relationship. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is there are a lot of couples struggling right now. I just saw a post by Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. You know, she's the author of Girl, Wash Your Face. They announced this week that they are ending their marriage. And, you know, bottom line, I have no idea what exactly is happening in their marriage. And I don't want to know. It's none of my business. But and this may or may not have anything to do with the COVID crisis and all that's happening. But I wanted to use that as a launch pad to talk about all the things in this podcast. See, if you're having relationship struggles, it's not you. Yeah, I want to stress that again. Let me explain why it is not you. So many of us never realize how complicated intimate relationships are. There are so many layers from why we chose the partners we do, why we choose the partners we do, why we get triggered by our partners. There is so much science, psychology, neuropsychology behind it. And I'm not really going to go into too many details, but I know all this stuff because of 20 plus years of working with couples and also doing all the couples training that I've done in my work life, and also the things that I have gone through in my own relationship. And I'm going to be covering a lot of this stuff in the relationship training program, which is absolutely free, by the way. I don't remember if I mentioned that or not, but this training series is free. And I'm going to explain why I've kept it free as well towards the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. And be sure to join all the ways to join the relationship training series is in the show notes. So back to our episode. So have you noticed and seen the way you get triggered or the way you behave in your intimate relationship may or may not be how you react or behave in other areas of your life, in other relationships, like with your friends and stuff like that? You know, like in my own relationship, my dear husband, who's so amazing, is the only one I can really get annoyed in the ways that I never do with other people. From a psychology perspective, right, it is because of the type of partners we pick and why we pick them and why we choose them. There's, again, so much behind it. I'm not going to go too much into that because I don't want to lose you. I can really get caught up in the circles of why we do what we do. 
the trigger, when we get triggered by our partners, it's because of the buttons that gets pushed in us. So in in essence, it's actually got nothing to do with your partner. It's more about what buttons get pushed in you. Think about this, okay? Or just do this. In, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna share something with you and stay with me with that. Say you have a you have a button around orderliness in your home and you like things a particular way, and your partner is the kind of person who tends to leave things around. And that's the other thing. I'm gonna digress slightly. We tend to pick partners who are either very, very similar to us or exactly opposite to us. Now, if you have a trigger around orderliness and your partner left things around, it would trigger you. But if you didn't care, say you were also in the same camp as like, I don't care how the house looks or how neat or organized it is, then it wouldn't be a trigger at all. Does that make sense? You know, this used to bother me, but it doesn't anymore. And my husband and I really work through this. I would really get triggered when I would call him at work when he's at work and he would be distracted or he would say hello in a particular tone oh boy, it would trigger the heck out of me. I would get so frustrated and annoyed because the meaning I associated with that, like the way he would say hello would trigger something in me that it felt like I was not important or what I was saying was not valued. But it was an interpretation. It was a story I had created. It had nothing to do with him in essence. But we worked through it because it was important for me. He started to make those shifts and changes because it was important for me. I don't think it really he really cared much about that. And I'm sharing this because I am sure in your intimate relationships, you have many such examples of why certain things are a trigger for you. You might have not paid attention to why it's a trigger, but you know it's a trigger. So here's another piece. I'm going to share a spiritual perspective, which may be a little over the top for some of you guys, but if I am not bringing in the things that I normally practice in my own life and also in my with in my work with my clients I'm not going to be doing you justice okay so from a spiritual perspective when our partners trigger us it's actually an opportunity to help us evolve and grow our partners are really literally like mirrors for us but most people Most people miss that because they're so focused on blaming their partners for what's not working and they just want their partners to change. They don't really take a step back and see, how is my partner helping me evolve and grow? Now, there's also a karmic aspect from a spiritual standpoint, which I'm not going to go into, but there is a reason why you have chosen this particular person in your life amongst the billions of others on this planet. You you see, in my work with couples for over 20 years, I've seen all kinds of couples. And some couples, actually, they have so much, there's actually violence between them. There's so much conflict. And it's still, they still stay together. But here's the thing, right? Like, it's not my place. I have, and I, I never have, and I never will recommend anyone to end their marriage or end their relationship. It's not my place to do that. Even with couples who come to seek my help, I will guide them. I will talk to them about what is important to work with and what isn't. And I don't do couples therapy anymore, by the way. I don't do couples therapy, but it is something that I have. I work with people, but I will never tell anyone to leave or stay in their relationship. 
only you and only you in a couple can decide if something is working or not working. And because this is where karma comes in, who knows what kind of karmic stuff they, everybody's working out in their relationship. I have no idea and I'm not interfering with that. Okay, so back to like, see, I, I'm sharing all this to show you that relationships can be so complicated. There's so many layers to that. And we humans also make it very complicated. It doesn't have to be so complicated either, but it is complex. I'm contradicting myself, but stay with me. There's a reason I'm going all these different places. So back to the topic, right? Why some couples are struggling and why some couples are thriving right now. You know, have you ever considered that the reason some couples are struggling right now is because they probably were already struggling to begin with before all this corona stuff happened? And many couples actually have used busyness as a way to not spend time together. And they've hid behind the busyness of life, you know, work, kids, socializing, cooking, cleaning, all the stuff that we do day to day that everybody was so preoccupied with before the corona hit and that in some ways keeps you from kept many couples from really connecting now with the corona stuff that has been that has happened it's amplified the struggles that were hidden because of all this proximity of time and energy spent with each other and it's it's hard to face but here's the other piece. A lot of people don't want to face the difficult things. They would rather be an ostrich and bury their head in their sand because it's easier to do that than to really face things and to disrupt the boat in some ways. You know, ending a relationship is so, there's so much, it's so chaotic for some time. But here's the thing. It always works out whether you end the relationship. It always works out in, at some point. But it's a lot of, it's a lot of chaos and a lot of people try to avoid that till it is so, it, it's too much. It's too painful. You know, I, I remember reading this, this paragraph from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love. And she talks about, it was too, I'm paraphrasing, but she says something about, I stayed and stayed and stayed till it was too painful. The pain of staying was more than the pain of leaving. And it just flashed in my head. And um, I think about that a lot because that's 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 when relationships starts to fall apart, when it's too painful to stay more than to leave. So back to what I was saying that a lot of people don't want to face difficult things in their life because it's too hard to face. But here's what I know. If you're listening to this podcast, if you are following this podcast and following me on social media, I know that you're not in that camp. Because you are the kind of person who wants to grow and evolve and help people in your life grow and evolve and help others in your life grow and evolve. So I know that you're not in that camp. But that said, you might still have some relationship issues because relationships issues are bound to happen. You put two people together in the same room, you are going to have a have dis disagreements or disconnect or discord or whatever you might want to call that. It's bound to happen. My invitation to you, however, is to not judge or label anything as failure if something is going on in your relationship or even have shame around it if, so, if your relationship is not working out the way you want it to work out. Because sooner or later, it will become clear that any time you are struggling, it's an opportunity for growth. 
I'm really going to emphasize that anytime you're struggling, it's an opportunity for growth. I'm going to share a personal story which involves pain and suffering and opportunity for growth. And if I don't bring my personal experiences or stories I've heard from clients or things I've worked worked with with my clients, I really won't be able to convey the message in a deep way, the way that I know how to. So some of you may judge this, may not judge this. I don't care. I'm just going to share this anyways, because I know that when we hear stories, it actually makes sense. And My personal story will highlight everything I've mentioned before from how complicated relationships are to how to why we choose partners the way we do and and how difficulties in a relationship are opportunities for growth. If you choose that path, if you choose it. So many of you know, I've been my husband and I have been married for over 21 years. We've been together 22 years at this point. In July, it would be 22 years, I think. I think. Anyways, I've lost count of the number of years. <laughs> so uh, I think it was around 12 years ago. My husband and I were having a lot of trouble in our marriage, and we were on the verge of splitting up. We even, we, I, if I remember correctly, we even filed for divorce. We, I moved out. There was a lot of stuff happening in our life at that time. It was very, it was amicable, but it was definitely spearheaded by me. He didn't want that. And it shocked a lot of people, including our families. It shocked many people because on the surface, we were an amazing couple. We still were, but something wasn't. I'll share why I'm, why I've spearheaded the whole thing. It was very painful for a lot of them to watch and see us in that space. And because everybody put our relationship on a pedestal. I even had friends at that time who would come to me and say stuff like, oh, my God, like if you guys are splitting up, there is absolutely no hope for our relationship. Like they would say things like that to me. And, you know, let me back up a little bit. I think I might have also mentioned in an earlier podcast that in the first part of our relationship, we were pretty much caretakers of each other. I was very sick for for a long time, for almost five years, and he was a caretaker. He had some health issues prior to that. Like it was, we were just caretakers of each other. And I also mentioned, I think, in an earlier podcast, how my my husband, I chose my husband unconsciously because he was literally the parent I never had. He just loved me unconditionally. And that was something that just attracted me to him. And and in that process of being caretakers, just think about it. Where's the romance when you're caretaking? You, you take caretaking somebody all the time, right? Even though we were very connected, I lost attraction. I was like, I'm I'm done. I, I just some, I wanted more. And that's always been our relationship too. I've always been the visionary. I want more. And so I kind of spearhead those things. And on the surface, it looked like everything was fine, but I really wanted more. So I pushed us towards that. And I really spearheaded the whole thing. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. In retrospect, when I look back, I did not take responsibility for my part in the whole thing. I just wanted him to change at that point, And I took no responsibility for what I could do different things. And, you know, it also created a lot of shame in me. We had a good life. And I was like, I'm walking away from a really good life. I'm walking away from this amazing man. And I had a lot of shame around it. But I just couldn't understand. Like, I just couldn't stay in it. At that point, you know, 
I also cared about what people thought and I didn't care about it. I've always done what I wanted to do. Like I've always been that, that fiery, passionate, like I did what I wanted to do, but it did matter to me what people thought. So there was shame. There was a lot of feelings at that point. And I still did it. I moved out. We spent a whole year apart, I think, if I remember correctly. It was a long time ago. But in that time period, this is the most amazing piece. This is what I wanted to convey. In that one year apart, we worked on ourselves. We were still in touch with each other because we had two dogs. We didn't have kids back then, but we were dog parents at that point. And so we had to take care of custody of dogs <laughs> and we took care of dogs. But we didn't have much of contact other than doing our own personal growth and development. It was very, very painful. I mean, it's an interpretation, but that's that's the meaning I've given it. It was very painful growth. I mean, think about a butterfly, right? Like before it becomes a butterfly, the whole process of the chrysalis, if you open up a chrysalis, it's nothing but mush in it. And that my goodness, like that's it's paint looks so you're you're neither a caterpillar nor a butterfly. And that's how I would describe that one year. It was complete mush in our own little worlds. And we worked through a lot of things, a lot of personal stuff, especially me. Like I really had to face some some things about myself I didn't want to face. And at some point something happened. We started talking and Everything had shifted by then. We were literally like two new human beings meeting again. And like I'd said, right, we were we were very, we were still good friends. We were amicable. There was nothing go- like there was nothing in the relationship that was like I don't want to be around you. There was nothing like that. So we started talking. I was like, you know, we both decided together that let's try it out again and see what would happen. And we did. The rest is absolutely history and our relationship could not be in a better place than it is right now. We're so crazy. I, at least I I can't speak for him, but you know, he's not here. So I'm going to speak for myself. I'm crazy in love with this guy. I mean, he's amazing, amazing, amazing. Such a good parent and such a good partner, such a, I mean, such an amazing human being. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful for that. But Here's the piece I want you to take away. This could not have happened if I didn't have the courage to walk away from something that was good. I walked away from something that was good. It took a lot of courage for me to do that. And that spearheaded this whole thing. So don't settle. (laughs) That's my first thing I want to take away for you. Do not settle for something that is just mediocre. If you want a better life, if you want a good life, do not settle for the fear of rocking the boat, for the fear of upsetting your life. Have the courage to do the things that are scary. And yes, children came along much later, much, much later. I was almost 39 before we decided we wanted to have kids. And that's when my son was born. Being older parents does take a toll. But here is why our relationship continues to be strong in through all this stuff, because there's been a lot of investment into the relationship. Anything, we take care of the things we love and we have taken care of our relationship and we have invested in it both by working on ourselves and in the relationship. And that has changed everything for us because there's an, you know, think about a bank account, right? Like you have, there's now enough credit in the bank account that I can, we can withdraw at times like this, where there's so much other chaos happening, there's still enough left over. It's not hitting rock bottom because there's no reserve in the bank. 
Now, here's my invitation to you as you listen to all of this. What aspect of the story can you relate to? Are there aspects of the story you can relate to? Maybe the responsibility part. Maybe are you taking responsibility for your own self in this relationship? Maybe it's looking inwards. Maybe you're you're just settling for something, knowing it's still not working, and yet you're settling because you don't want to upset the boat. You don't want to deal with what could happen. Maybe you're staying for financial security. I don't know. Ask yourself these questions. And this brings me to why some couples, again, like I mentioned, are not struggling because they have done the work. This is exactly what I wanted to reiterate for you. And if you are struggling, it's an opportunity for, for growth. It's an opportunity for freedom. And by now, you're probably already realizing that if you have relationship issues, it's never about the other person. It's always about you. We cannot change anybody. I can't change even my three-year-old. I can't change her. But I can only look at myself. And once you get clarity on what exactly is bothering you, like what exactly you're getting triggered about, about your, your partner, your beliefs, your, the energetic imprints, clearing the energetic imprints, it will help you take aligned actions. You know, that's why I built my entire methodology, my unique technique on creating transformation on these pillars of neuropsychology, energy, healing, and wisdom. It has worked amazingly well because it allows the transformation to be sustainable. And your transformation is inevitable when you, when, when you look in words and do the work. It's inevitable. You know, the people who seek me out for one-on-one work are really committed to their evolutionary process. And they are generally, they're generally cream of the crop, they do the work, and they also follow my instructions when when we do the work we do, which is what I noticed, like this methodology was easy to follow, like anybody could do it because it's, it's easy to follow when they really get it, but you have to do the work. Anyways, I'm going to be sharing a lot of this in the boot camp and my group program that is to follow and whether or not you qualify for the group program that's to follow the the 12-day training. The the training is going to be super valuable for you. I just finished the recording for the trainings and it's really, really incredible. I'm pouring entire all the knowledge experience I've brought into this work, into that training. And I've kept the training free and the group program at a lower investment price for a reason. Because I want to reach a big number of people. The, the, there's so much suffering in the world. I want to reach the people who are ready to do the work. And please do not undervalue the training because it's free. Do not undervalue it. It's really powerful. If you are ready to do the work, join the free training program it starts on June 15th. And don't take my word for it about how powerful this training is going to be. You can join the training and see it for yourself. You have nothing to lose. It's free. <laughs> so with that, I bring this episode to a close. I am deeply, deeply grateful for you, listener. If you have enjoyed listening and you've gotten value, I threw a lot of things for you. And the biggest transformation and takeaway I want you to take from today is Knowing and trusting and believing that if you're going through a hard time, it's an opportunity. If you can just see that piece, 
A lot of things will shift in your life. So with that, I bring this to an end. Please share this via your social media channels. I would love to know what your takeaways are. Leave a review. Subscribe to this. You will hear more and more of these episodes. As you can tell, guys, I am just, this is me. Inside out, this is what you get. I'm not the kind of person who's going to be saying something and doing something behind closed doors. It's just not me. This is just what you get inside out. And I hope you can hear it in my voice, even if you don't see me or believe me, like you can hear hear it. We we are very intuitive as human beings. When you can tap into that inner wisdom, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like our intuition tells us when someone is authentic and real and when someone isn't, right? So go with the flow. Listen to my listen to the energy behind my voice. And if you feel called to, I'm inviting you to join the free training program. All right, my friends, have a wonderful day, week, <laughs> whatever you're doing. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Make sure to tag me in Instagram at Padma Ali to share your takeaways from this episode. And lastly, share with your friends and family so they can also benefit from listening to this podcast. For more tips, go on to our website, PadmaAli.com and connect with me at the next episode. Take care. Bye.